welcome to our next episode of Let's Talk Talent. I'm once again joined by Joe. Joe, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. What have you uh, been up to over the last few weeks since our last podcast? So I've kind of been, and it's quite fortuitous actually, I've been knee deep in designing a performance management and bonus um Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I know we're going to talk about performance management, so hopefully I'm going to share my tips and tricks and lessons learned from that client. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, as you say, this uh, this episode we're going to touch on performance management. Um, Now for for the listeners, you'll remember that over the last few podcasts we've been uh, referring to some of our results from our talent diagnostic survey. Um, And that's what we're going to touch upon again this week and obviously related to performance management. Um, so one of the stats I want to throw at you, Joe, is that survey results indicated that only 16% of managers know how to develop their people and only half have confidence that they have a process in place which allows managers to regularly measure employee performance and provide feedback to their people. Okay. So my first question, which is, as always with my first question, is quite a broad one. Um, why, isn't, why isn't performance management working? Because I think we're looking at it in a remedial sense. I think when you think about the term performance management, you think about it as someone going through a performance improvement plan. That's what comes to my mind. Rather than something about how you're kind of inspiring and you're motivating and you're kind of thinking about how someone can develop themselves, whether that's the skills, the behaviours or the attitudes um, that they need to be better at um so i think we kind of need to take it back the word performance and make it more about um career or development so that it's more about and it's it's more about how you can improve the overall essence of somebody rather than a particular element which might be a gap or it might be something that they haven't done kind of look at the rounded person and then think about those understanding what makes them, what motivates them, what drives, um, what skills they might need. Look at it holistically rather than performance, which looks at can they do the job, have they done the job, and can they get better at the job. Just build on what you said then. Um, from a compensation perspective, mm-hmm. um, when I look back at times when I went through performance management processes my goals and ratings were always linked to compensation yeah Yeah. um so if i did well i my bonus would be x yeah um now i was not someone that was driven by compensation i really wanted development yeah but with so much performance management linked to compensation from my experience does that not drive the right culture so it's not driving the right culture yeah it's driving a culture where if you, if the if the input is right in terms of you set the right objective and you set the right goals, then you're going to get compensation. But it doesn't feel as if it's a reward. Yeah. So one of the things that when we've been working with this client recently, we've been trying to look at is much more about what's the total reward conversation that you're having. So what is the pay? What are the benefits? So that might be health insurance, it might be development, whatever the, that is. And your bonus being plus that yeah. equals your total reward. So you are sort of decoupling, even though this client is having ratings and, and is linking rewards to it. You're sort of changing the conversation from being, 
um, I only have to turn up and do a good job to get a bonus. Yeah. I actually have to exceed expectations, both in terms of what I've delivered, how I've delivered, and the development that um, I may need to progress against that. Yes. Which I think makes a person is more motivated and engaged by that yeah, conversation correct. in terms of total reward, rather than what a lot of organisations do is they kind of like have an annual pay increase so that's kind of expected yep. and then it's expected that you get the bonus and so ultimately it's a it's a bit of a mixed message yep. but I think if organizations can kind of think about okay what's our total reward conversation going to be about how are we then going to segment that do we need to link ratings um, to um, bonus or actually can we motivate people in a different way yeah correct 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 then I think you're starting to look at it more innovatively than perhaps just going oh we've got to have four you know have a conversation about whether we have four ratings or we have five ratings I kind of I, I, I've read quite a lot of stuff recently because I've been doing this project and there's lots of companies some big companies um, have scrapped ratings altogether because they haven't wanted to um, have that, you know, that demotivating yeah. factor. But for me, you, people still need to know what they're working towards. It might not be that bonus is necessarily mm. linked to it, but they do. People do need to know what the base level is, what the stretch target is, and what the kind of super stretch is. Um, otherwise, why, you know. Why is it a reward? Bonus yeah. should be a reward Absolutely. rather than a, than a prerequisite or a top up, which some organisations do because they haven't benchmarked their salaries properly. Yeah. So, it, so is there argument that so what you mentioned earlier was around it, is performance management the right phrase? More around mm. career development. Is there that argument that those two should be separate conversations? So, a, a reward conversation and then kind of more your career development so rather than performance management. I think it's about performance of your people. Yeah. And your performance of your people is how you're rewarded as well as what you need to do. So the kind of the input is the objectives and the goals yeah. and the reward, reward is the output. output. So I think if you're talking about how you motivate and how you develop people, you're developing the performance. It, it kind of needs to be it needs to be together. But I don't I think the converse, I think the trick that we need to do and I know you're going to we're going to talk about this in another podcast is how do we get managers to have that conversation? Yeah. One of the things that we're doing for this client is that when we've been designing it, from the outset, we've noticed that there is um, a gap in their management capability. So we're designing and rolling out as part of the new process in 2019 a manager toolkit, yeah. which is going to focus not only on three elements really what is their role as a manager so you know understanding your role as a manager in that performance mm. conversation is critical how do you set a decent objective because you don't have the right input how can you get the right outputs yeah and then feedback thinking about feedback as a constructive conversation rather than it be something that you do because you're doing it quarterly or six monthly informally so thinking about how you change that kind of perception of performance being something that i do because it's linked to bonus, yeah. but more that you do it continually. So I should never go into a conversation not knowing how I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. And how how do you um, make the 
process more personalised to people. Knowing that everyone is different, but obviously you, you need that consistent, I guess, measurement. But how can you make the performance management process more personalised for people? I think I think certain degree that has to do with the leadership team and the way it's communicated and how it links to values and how it feels as part of the deal so what is it you know we talked about this in a number of podcasts what does it mean to work here so what does performance mean at x company yeah so i think it's in the narrative and the setup of the deal of working in the organization i think it's the culture um of that your managers set so if you have a very rigid process and everybody, you know, then you, then what you do, the output becomes rigid. Whereas if you're constantly having feedback and that's in the moment or you're being told well done or there's a little reward or kind of, it, it feels more personalised. Um, and I also think there's things that managers can do. I mean, some of the best managers that I've worked with, you know, you delivered a project on time and... Um, they would give you a bottle of champagne or they'd buy you flowers or, and that's personal. So I don't think it has to be, I don't think you have to formalise it, but I think you encourage people to look at it as performance is continual. Your yeah. role as a manager is to um, help someone perform at their best and reach their potential, whatever that potential is. But try not to put too many rules and regulations around yeah. it. I mean, when we were doing this project, we uh, we were reviewing what other what other businesses do, and one business has a seventy page I kid you not <laughs> seventy page workbook wow. that they give to their managers and their employees to tell them how the performance management process works. Wow, wow. Why wouldn't one page do? Absolutely, exactly, exactly. So on that note, who, from your experience, who have you seen do performance management well? And and, and what what have they been doing? So I think so I think you know, I think the I think the startups and the digital businesses do it really well mm. because it's, it forms part of their culture. So I think um, I know that Deliveroo. You know, um, do it really well because it's a continuous form of it. They work on design sprints, and so they're very much used to giving each other feedback. Yeah. So they, it sounds quite, it might sound quite brutal, but after a project, they get everybody in the project together, and everybody gives each other feedback. And so it's not like this process. They just basically, it's done in the moment, and I quite like that. You know. Oh, you know, thanks, Tom, for doing that really well. But really, you know, Frank, you let us down on that, and it's just it 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 works. It's like a stand up, yeah, and they yeah, all yeah, go yeah, round, yeah. and everyone has to contribute. I quite like that. I think that feels quite organic. Yeah. Um. I don't. I, I, I don't really. I think I think there are bits of things that companies do. So I think the company that we're working with, EU Networks, what we've designed, I would say this obviously. Um, I think <laughs> we, I think we've created something that is practical, but isn't really simple. Because one of the things we wanted to do was take out the simplicity. Right. Okay. I could probably tell you who I don't think has done it good, well compared to. I, well, judging by the survey results, that's quite a lot yeah, of patients. I think people. I think people create it as a too much as a process and they and they make it come from HR operations and it becomes 
you know, we're going to put it in this system. So I think one of the things that's been quite interesting about performance management over a couple of years is how um, Workday and Oracle and all of the new, the CRM, you know, the HCMs yep. Yep. Um, have um, in a way impacted because the way that they've set up the process is so rigid and so not user friendly. Mm. So you have to have different worklets right, to set objectives, right. and then you have to have another worklet for, for performance management ratings, and then you have another one for yeah. I think they've added to the complexity of mm. it. Um, so if anything, what we you know we try and do is strip all of that out and say what are you trying to aim for, yeah, and what and you know I've said it before. Um, we sort of work back. That makes sense. That um, makes sense. So I think then you get something that is ultimately customer orientated. You know, an employee. You know, if an employee needs a one-page guide, fine. They don't need seventy pages. They need seventy pages. So, so to summarise, what um, if you could offer like three pieces of advice to our listeners um, on performance management? What would they be? So I think they would. Be, I think they would be first of all um, understanding the roles. So make it really clear um, what the roles are in performance management. So what's the role of the um, manager? Yeah. And what's the role of the employee? Um, Deloitte have done some brilliant work in, in, in this. Um, so I think they've really typified making it really clear on one page what your role is, yeah. and, 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 and in a couple of sentences. I think you need to, to measure the what and the how. So I think you need to be really clear um, and concise with people around what they need to do, how they need to do it in development. So link the three elements together rather yeah. than just um, have them as separate. Um, and I think the final part is stop worrying about the rating scale. The stop yeah. worrying whether it's going to be three, four, five, and actually make it about descriptors. So describe what great performance looks like and, and have all of the kind of scaffolding behind it in terms of the numbers and how you get to the percentage. Rather than worry about whether it's a five, a three, a two, or a one. Cool. Joe, as always, thank you, and we've, we've run out of time. Um, but appreciate those those comments. Um, over the next few podcasts, we're going to be trying to go a bit more detail on some various areas of performance management. So do tune in um, for our next podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and for now, just thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye.